Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm sitting on the TV, mama, 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 put this Welcome, 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 welcome everybody to the KIRP Radio Show, WMMG's home of the KIRP Radio Show, bringing it live to you, baby, on a Sunday afternoon. You guys know what this Sunday evening is. I'm sorry, evening. I, let me let me get my times right. This Sunday evening, it's 8.03 p.m. right now on Super Bowl Sunday, and I know a lot of folks out there are locked live or looking at the Super Bowl, but guess what? Super Bowl doesn't stop our lives, and what we do, we're doing it for a reason, and uh, you know... Shout out to all those capitalists out there on the football field doing their thing. But uh, we got a bigger reason and a bigger purpose for being here today. So shout out to everybody out there who's rocking with the KIRP radio show on this Super Bowl Sunday. And I know, I know, I know, I'm, I'm taking away from your football game. But, hey, turn the volume down because Madonna on and 
you know me, man. Bluntly spoken, she's done. It's a wrap for Madonna. And, uh, you know, you can watch her and listen to me at the same time because we got quite a show for you guys this afternoon. And uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. So, B.I.G., shout out to all the ladies out there in A of AEO, Greenville, North Carolina at ECU on the ECU campus, the East Carolina University campus. Shout out to all you ladies out there. I appreciate you guys holding me down. Hopefully, I'll see you guys at the CIAA, maybe stop by the booth, and, uh, you know, we get a couple of interviews with you guys, and we got a couple of games. We got a couple of things that's going to happen uh, during CIAA, and uh, for all you folks out there who plan on attending the CIAA, look for us, man. We're going to be out there. We'll be in the general section of the venue, and uh, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful event. Over 200,000 participants, uh, I'm sorry, over 300,000 participants each year. Many, many, many vendors out there. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be, you know, quite an event as usual. You know, the CIAA is always one of the best, one of the best black events when it comes to sports uh, in the Winston-Salem in the triad area. So, you know, we're looking forward to the CIAA, man. That's something that's actually B.I.G. in our book. And uh, we love all you guys out there that participate in the CIAA and all the teams in the CIAA. We hope that we're watching some good games out there. And uh, from what I understand, Yolanda Adams should be there. She's going to entertain you folks. And our radio show is going to be there as well, one of the headliners of the event. So I think it's going to be something beautiful. You know, I I got – Nothing but love, and I'm definitely ready for this event. And I can't wait to see Miss Yolanda Adams do her thing. Man, you got to love Yolanda Adams. I hope you guys out there love Yolanda Adams. Uh, beautiful show last week, man. We had we had quite an entertaining show last week. We had uh, my girl Sonny Johnson come on, you know, from Fire in the Heartland. Uh, geez, you know, from Sarah Palin's movie, Undefeated. You know her from all over. You know her from a blog at uh, fullnegrodialect.com. You know, check that out. Make sure you guys log on there. Sonny has some very serious views about a lot of things. Sonny is definitely serious about this nation, definitely serious about educating people and empowering people and and showing people the way that uh, it's good being self-sufficient, the way that we should go so far as providing for ourselves, the way that we should fight, the way that we should be uh, loving individuals. So Sonny's definitely B.I.G. She's my co-host on this show very often, always comes on, always holding it down, always showing us a lot of love, always showing you guys a lot of love from the show. So that that's definitely B.I.G. And I got to give a shout out to my producers over there at WMMG in L.A. and in D.C. where you'll catch a delayed broadcast every Wednesday night, folks. Um, anywhere between 5.30 through 1600 a.m. on your radio dial. Shout out to my man John over there, Hassan Taliban. Shout out to all you guys who helped make this show the most beautiful show. I'm sorry, let me let me tell you exactly what it is. The number one black conservative show, Southeastern Online, United States, baby. This is the way we do it. We are B.I.G. We do it real big. So uh, this show, <clears throat> let me get my throat clay so I can say this right. This show, we're going to have... A guest who uh, I don't even know how I can how I can uh, how I can really say this like how I can describe this lady uh, the proper way, if you will. There, there's a few things that I could say that I don't think would be suitable, and I have a bio. I have a bio, but uh, I'm sure we all are uh, in touch to what just happened on uh, a certain radio show, and I'm not going to give this idiot's name. I'm not even going to put that out there. I'm not going to give him the love, but I'm sure you guys know uh, that Charlotte Bergman, who's our guest of tonight, uh, representative, I'm sorry, will be representative. I'm speaking prophetically right now. (laughs) 
But anyway, um, yeah, Charlotte is coming on the show. Miss Bergman, candidate for the ninth district congressional seat in Tennessee. She's going to hold us down and uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about her platform and also about this viral video that has uh, hit the scene all over the world. I would say all over the U.S., but all over the world. I've had some of my vis- some of my listeners actually comment on my blog when I posted it on my blog. And uh, these people are international, so a lot of people feel a certain way about that interview that she did uh, with a certain radio host, with a certain rude, idiotic. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to describe this man. Just pure evil. Uh, that this man showed uh, Charlotte Bergman. But let me tell you the beautiful, the most beautiful thing about this, and and this is for you people who don't believe in Christ, because you know you know how this show rock, man. This this is what we do. We believe in Christ. We don't care if you don't, but we're here for you anyway to show you a lot of love. So the most beautifulest thing about folks who who believe in Christ and about conservatives today, uh, despite all you what what you might hear, is this lady. Uh, went on a radio show, and I'm going to let her tell you better than I can, but she went on this radio show, right, to to explain her platform, to explain her position, to let people know, hey, I'm Charlotte Bergman, and this is what I believe in. This is what I think that, this is how I think I can empower my district. This is how I think I can be the congressperson that you need in your lives for Tennessee, the most healthy person for you and the most beautifulest person with the most beautifulest mind and soul. So she came on this show to explain her position. And uh, instead of being able to explain her position, this man straight up and down attacked this lady. I mean, it, it should be considered an assault because the the words that this man used were were uh, assault in nature to me. Were disrespectful. They were cruel. They were they just had malicious intent. There was no love shown in this interview whatsoever. There was no love shown towards this woman. There was no respect shown towards this woman that I believe all people in this world deserves. No matter what you believe, no matter what you stand for, we can be black and white on issues, but you still deserve a certain amount of respect that a human being should be given despite what you believe. And this man did not show it to this lady. But let me let me let me get back to the most beautifulest part about this. This lady, Charlotte Bergman Bergman, excuse me, I talk fast. You guys know how I do. But Charlotte Bergman, uh she sat there and she continued to explain her position, even when she couldn't even get her words out. This this man was cutting her off. And I, I know everybody's seen the videos out there. Fox grabbed it. CNN grabbed it. Everybody grabbed it. But she continued to explain herself and, and continued to stay on her platform while this guy was verbally abusing her. Now, in one part of the video, this man went on to say, you know, don't try to overtalk me, Miss Bergman, because something, something, something else, you know. And and it was it was strange because she wasn't trying to overtalk him. She was just trying to finish her sentence without the man cutting her off. And and, and I, I thought that was crazy. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm looking at his eyes. See, one thing when you when you when you look at people and they're upset. Or if you look at people, you're in disagreement with them. Or even when you're in agreement with them, you look at the eyes of a man. Look at the eyes of a woman. In, if you look at someone's eyes, you can tell a lot about that person. If you look into their eyes and understand what you're looking at. Because a lot of times you think you're looking at a disagreement, but you're really looking at hate. That's what a lot of people don't know. That's what a lot of people don't understand. So I'm looking at this guy's eyes for what it's worth. And he had on glasses, but I'm looking at the demeanor on his face and, and, and his body action. And it's, it's saying everything uh, uh, about hate, 
You know, it's delivering every kind of kind of message to me that this man actually hates this woman. And I don't think a lot of people looked at it that way, but I did. This is what I saw. This is what I came to. And this is the conclusion that I came to. So, you know, even if they were in agreement, okay, on certain issues, I think his intent was to get her on the show and big mic her. That's something, that's something that we use in the industry, in the talk radio industry, in the radio industry, in the entertainment industry. He big mic'd her. He took it, you know, he took his authority on the show, his position on the show, and over-talked her because, hey, one thing about it, and, and that's that's the thing that, and, and shout out to the listener that wrote that, I can't remember the name, and I used to say the name all the time, but you definitely B.I.G. in my book, but I had a listener write us and say, you know what, one thing about your show, Pudgy, is it, whether we agree with you or not, you always give people time to fully explain their position and a lot of radio shows won't do that they'll take just one little inch of something you say and they'll run off that when in reality it takes maybe one two sentences maybe a paragraph for you to really explain where you're coming from about certain views and certain issues and especially when we're talking politically but anyway he big mike charlotte and uh you know she did what she could do to to finally get her words out there to explain what she meant, but he wouldn't allow her to do it. And he totally disrespected her by calling her all sorts of names and saying stupid and all these, you know, all these crazy types of, 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 of commentary or all, all, all these types of insults that he used. And I just thought that was absolutely crazy. So from, from my listeners to Charlotte Bergman, I just want to say, we apologize. As, as a matter of fact, from everybody on the radio, from everybody that's out there in Radio Land, all the show hosts, I just want to say we apologize to you, Charlotte. There's no way in hell that you deserve that uh, that that type of uh, uh, attitude, that type of interview, that type of, of insult, uh, that type of disrespect. So, you know, from my colleagues to to you, we apologize, and I'm sorry that you had to even deal with someone uh, on that level, whom I thought was a professional. But uh, anyway, I'll come back with Charlotte. But just a second, I got another Charlotte. And you guys know who that Charlotte is. That's Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. She'll be on here in just a second. She's going to tell us what it is to save a couple of dollars, how to live frugally. You know Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. We'll be right back after this commercial. One minute coming up from Stretching Your Budget is Charlotte. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock or the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the lightest ever. have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, 
old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number, 336-675-4897. And don't forget... Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show. And right now I have on the line for you guys, my girl and your favorite, doing the StretchingYourBudget.com segment of the show, Charlotte is here. Triad Super Savers on Facebook. Make sure you add her, guys. She's also on YouTube. She's also, I'm sorry, she's also on Twitter. That's uh, at Triad Super Savers or at StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte, how are you? Doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good if you are. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching the Super Bowl. Oh, I was. That's too. Yeah. Who who are you pulling for? I don't, I'm not really pulling for either. Not a fan ah. of either, but we're still watching it. So. That's right. We're Carolina Panther fans, right? Right. I know, yes, Charlotte. Good. Exactly. That's right. I Bingo. Am actually. <laughs> See, I like that. I was hoping you were, but just in case you weren't, I wanted to big mic you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am definitely. Well, when they play good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you got for the folks this Super Bowl Sunday? I'm pretty sure you got something good for them. Well, I was going to um, talk about ways to save on Super Bowl, but that's going to pass because you're probably already having your party. So <laughs> I'm just going to continue my series on common misconceptions at the grocery store. Nice. I love that series, too, and we're taking notes. You have the floor, Charlotte. Okay, cool. Well, I have two um, little facts that I wanted to start off with. This is Super Bowl Sunday. So um, first one is, did you know that 1.25 billion wings will be um, consumed while watching the Super Bowl? Wow. That was a lot of chicken wings. That's a lot of wings. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you didn't spend a lot of money on them. Nope. But, okay. And then the second one is an estimated 111 million people will be watching the Super Bowl today. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of <laughs> How many wings is that again? Did you say 1.2? 1. 1. 1.25 billion. Wow. Okay, I wanted to make sure I had that right. I'm tweeting that right now. <laughs> Poor chicken. <laughs> so, all right, so we'll get started with the series. I just wanted to give you this fun little fact. Um, first thing, um, and if you've not been listening, be sure to catch up um, on our series because there's been some really um, cool things that I found, even for me, that um, you know I thought was Something that everybody might want to know. So the first thing is, um, you know, if you probably are in the grocery stores, you know grocery stores are all about marketing. And unfortunately, as Americans, we tend to fall for those marketing schemes. I guess that's why advertisers get paid a lot of money. So um, one of the things I want you to check for when you're at the grocery store, or I should say steer clear of, are end caps. 
So those are the ends of each aisle that you always see those products and nice big flashy sale signs. Um, I just want you to be cautious of that because sometimes they're not always a good deal. Um, now, I'm not saying never because, you know, sometimes they'll just have overflow of an, a sale item that they know is going to sell out really quickly, and they'll put more on an end cap so that there's more available for people to purchase without having to go into the stock room. But other times, it's just overflow of stock. So they might put up a sign saying two for five or whatever, and it might actually just be overflow of an item, you know, that they had a lot of inventory for. So just be cautious of that. Know your pricing. Know when something is a good deal and when to buy. So just don't be fooled by flashy signs. Another sales ploy that they do, now that we're talking about flashy signs, <laughs> is um, to check the sales tags. I can't tell you how many times I will check underneath of a little tag that's on the shelf, and they're, you know, like, so we'll, it'll say flash or price drop or, you know, sale price, and I'll look under it, and it's the exact same price. So they just put that sale sign up to make you think that it was on sale and it's a good deal, um, and, you know, you should buy it then, but that's not always the case. So, you know, we, I, I a lot of times teach in coupon classes to, um you know, staple items that you buy, you need to write down the regular price of those items, and this is across different stores. And then I want you to write down sales prices as you see them. So you'll come to realize the lowest possible price of an item. By doing that, that makes you a smarter shopper, and it allows you to see when the rock-bottom price of an item will be. Because every item, and we've talked about this before, goes on the sales cycle, and you want to be able to find and determine when the lowest possible price is, and that's when you want to buy and stock up. So by using, um, we we offer like a price guide on our website, stretchingyourbudget.com. You can check out the beginners tab on our website and then go down to resources, and you'll see that you can pull up the stretching your budget um, price guide. And that allows you to just, I've already got the format, and you just plug in the prices and the items that you typically use. So become a, a smart shopper. Learn when to buy and when not to buy, and don't be fooled by those um, flashy signs. One other thing that I wanted to, you know, kind of point out is make sure that, um, you know, I see a lot of people walk into a grocery store and pick up the sales flyer, and they will look on that sales flyer and grab whatever is on sale because they think, oh, it's an ad this week, it's on sale, it's a good deal. Well, not every time, not every item on that sales flyer is necessarily a good deal. A lot of times they might be competing with local grocery stores. Um, so, you know, I do a lot of the coupon matchups for you know, our local stores, and I'll notice that, you know, most of the stores have a lot of the same items on sale that week. So they're competing between prices and items that are on sale. So, you know, one store might have it for, let's say, Coke for $2.99, and the other store might have it for $2.50. And, you know, just because you pick up that sales flyer and walk in, and that's the store you typically typically go to, you think, oh, well, that's a good deal. Well, it might be a better deal somewhere else, or it could just be that it's going to be a better price later. So 
again, that kind of goes back to knowing the prices on items um, that you typically buy and make sure that you're not just um, consumed by what the marketing in the store is showing you. So I just really want you, as you're learning how to coupon and, and be smarter as a shopper, to just be conscious of what you're actually spending and make sure that what you're spending is the best deal. So those are my misconceptions for today. I like those. we got to keep taking notes because they're helpful to me because I am the originator of picking up the sale items and feel like I did something good when I didn't do anything. Yes. it's. Um, I don't know. I think it's because I don't know if it's our human nature or what, but everybody thinks, oh, the sale sign, buy one, get one. Hey, it's a good deal. That's not always the case. <laughs> That's me, man. I I I look. I see the sale items and I pick them up. And I do real bad when I'm in the stores that have the little discount cards, which I won't. We can't say the names of. I'm I'm horrible with that because it seems like when you have the cards that they swipe, you're getting more of a deal. I mean, sometimes you are, but I'm just I'm not I'm not good shopping. I do bad. Well, I mean, by using your store loyalty card, you are going to be saving a lot more. I mean, I had one lady behind me one time that she didn't use her store card, Mm -hmm. and she could have saved at least $70 just by swiping her card, but she didn't. She didn't care. She was like, "Eh, I don't really care. I was like, okay. (laughs) Man, must be nice. You know, she should have gave you the difference if you would have swiped a card. (laughs) You know what I mean? It would be nice to sit right out there at the register. You know, you can make a living off that. If they will let you sit at the register all day and the people who don't care about swiping their cards let you swipe them. The problem is if you don't have a food stamp card, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Clear it up. Anyway. You're you bumming money off somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that little subliminal out there. <sighs> Brush, you hear that? I'm brushing my shoulders. I'm brushing the dirt off my shoulders. Anyway. Um, That's another story for another day, right? Yeah, that is another story for another day. But you know what we got to do? We got a shopping challenge coming up. So somehow we got to get together and uh, make that happen. And and it's so hard because all my staff is all over the place outside of North Carolina. So that's the hard part. We got a couple folks here. I mean, two about four or five people here, but uh, two that work full time. I'm sorry? I said that's all you need. Well, you know what? Let's make it happen because I'm going to you whoop your butt. You can have five butt. and I'll have one. Oh, hold up. Hold up, Charlotte. Hold up. I'm not that bad at shopping now. That's an insult. No, you can have people helping you research and finding the best prices. What? So you're telling me even with a coupon book and people, you're going to kick my butt in shopping? I right, listen. We'll hold see. Up. We're going to have to do something about this. We're going to have to see. So we're going to set that up because we got a shopping challenge come up, coming up. And uh, I want it video recorded because when I beat you, I want everybody around to know. I want to post it on the YouTube, post it all over. We're going to post it on the website. I want everybody to see me win. Okay. <laughs> That's what we'll I want. We'll see if that yeah. happens. We got to get a trophy. Make Joe. got to get a trophy on that. Anyway, um, StretchingYourBudget.com. This is Charlotte, the creator of StretchingYourBudget.com. She always dedicates her time to coming on the show. She dedicates her time to the website for you guys so you can have your coupons. And listen, she's trying to save you some dollars, folks, and and a lot of time and a lot of effort goes into this. So I just want to show Charlotte my love, gratitude, and appreciation. And I know coming from you guys, you do too. So a whole lot of thank you, Charlotte, from us and from everybody out there in Radio Land. Well, you're welcome. I enjoy my time. 
I'm glad you do. And before you go, you know I'm going to ask because that's what we do. Any shout-outs? Okay, I will give a shout-out to my in-laws because I'm hunkered down in their bedroom while they're watching the Super Bowl talking to you guys. <laughs> shout-out to your in-laws. Shout-out to your in-laws. And shout-out to you, Charlotte. We appreciate you rocking with us this Sunday. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, you have a good night as well. That is Charlotte, folks, from StretchingYourBudget.com, Triad Super Savers. You know how she does, man. 8.26 p.m., the New England Patriots are now up. They are back on the board as Tom Brady throws a strike into the end zone. New England Patriots have scored again, folks. Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, K-I-R-P Sunday, This is what we do, baby. When we come back live on the air, Tennessee District 9, Charlotte Bergman will be on the air with us. And you guys don't want to miss this, man. This is what she do. She's going to, I want you guys to know why Charlotte is B.I.G. in my book. And she's going to let you know. She's going to let you guys know here in just a second. Don't forget, if you're just logging on with us on iTunes, you can also log on with us online via the website, which is also under construction, folks. We should have a brand new interactive state-of-the-art website coming to you really, really soon. Um, www.kirpradioshow.com. You can also hit us up via phone and listen to the show. We won't bother you, but press 1 if you have a comment. We may or may not get to you. I don't know. I don't feel like it today, so we're going to be talking to Charlotte. 619-638-8559. That was a joke. That's the number. Again, 619-638-8559 is the number. Give us a call. Hit 1 if you got a comment. Also, we're on iTunes, baby, and the iTunes ratings are skyrocketing. That means we got a lot of love out there. Shout out to everybody out, who, out there who show us that love. That's iTunes Podcast. Dot com. Look for us in the podcast. Search under KIRP Radio Show. Three words. We're also on Twitter. If you got a comment, you want, you got a gripe, I don't know. Maybe you just want to say hello. Hit us up on Twitter at symbol KIRP Radio Show. At symbol NC Pudgy is me. You can say what you want to say, but don't be surprised on what I might say. Also, we got a couple of videos on YouTube. That's YouTube.com backslash what? KIRP Radio Show. You guys know what it is. The number one black conservative radio show, Southeastern NC. We'll be right back with Charlotte Bergman. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? 
You're home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. America, the NFL, and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. Scientific tests prove when you drink Dr. Pepper slow, the 23 flavors taste even better. For me, slow always produces a hit. Slower is better. Trust me. If money talks, I got my masters in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I was a young and been hungry, it's Paul Bunyan. You've been so fixed to plumbing. I'm a beast in the game, you run it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. East side on my arm, three stripes on my sneakers. And even if they slip us, they better be Adidas. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show. We are live on the air, baby. Super Bowl Sunday, February 5th. And uh, I feel good about this night because I feel like we get the chance to do something that wasn't fairly, wasn't properly done uh, earlier this week. And, And a lot of people in radio land, a lot of people in internet land, on TV, uh, news land, political land, if you will. A lot of people really wanted to hear uh, what Charlotte Bergman had to say, what she had to offer um, this past week. And, and you know, the great thing about uh, when the devil's at play, let me say it, when evil's at play, the great thing about when evil's at play, God always has a plan. And uh, sometimes we don't know his plan. Sometimes we have to go through to get to uh, what I like to call the meat of his plan. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can't explain it. You know, we we just can't. But, you know, just as sure as the sun sets, the sun rises. And uh, today it's about to rise right now for you guys, as I want to introduce to you Charlotte Bergman. We have her on the air right now. Charlotte, can you hear me? I certainly can. And I just wanted to say I'm honored to be able to talk with you again and to talk with your audience. Well, we certain, we're certainly glad that you could be here, and we're cer- certainly thankful uh, for folks like yourself who are so classy that you can be attacked and extend your hand to shake the attacker's hand. <laughs> Let me tell you, listen, I, the first thing I thought is, what would Jesus do? I didn't want to think about what Pudgy would do. 
I just thought about what you did and what Jesus would do because I would have acted up. <laughs> well, you know, Peggy, that goes back to when we met in March in Washington, D.C., the French oh, yeah. Douglas Foundation Summit. And you guys surrounded me and laid hands on me. And what mm. happened at that time, I was empowered by the Spirit, mm. the Holy Spirit, that placed a hedge of protection around me. Mm. But as a Republican, Peggy, you know, we got to get into those neighborhoods. We've yeah. got to get the message out to people. We can't be afraid. And that was my purpose for going there. Wow. If I, you know, you know, the Bible speaks about when when the servant, I think it was using Jesus as an example, he would leave the 99 sheep, sheep to go out the one. Uh-huh. All I wanted was just one person to hear the message, just one person, because it is so important. I, I love this country. I really, really do, and I have a selfish motive in mind. I love my grandchildren also, and I want to leave this place a better place than... Uh, you know, I envision where we're heading, especially with the socialism that this president yeah. is um, bringing upon our country, and it scares me. It uh, you really know, I, I, I'm glad you said that, too, because, you know, there, a, a lot of people have their ideas about where they think the country is headed. And, and you know, we, we're in the field. We actually hear and we actually talk to a lot of different people from a lot of different areas. Um, some people are sharing the same or expressing the same views. Some people are expressing the same concerns, and some people are totally off base. But coming from you, Charlotte, what do you think, uh, or where do you think this country is headed if we currently continue to head where we're headed? We're fortunate in that in 2010, we as a people decided to go and vote and vote in more Republicans in the House. Mm-hmm. The job wasn't completed, but what has transpired is this. We were able to slow this destruction down. We were able to slow down the possibility of us, our country uh, just going off a cliff in terms of bankruptcy. And as you notice, it was announced that unemployment now is at 8.3%. Absolutely. Percent, mm-hmm. But the true number, we're closer to 11.5% because we had um, – 1.5 million to leave the workforce, but what about that 5 million that were already out there and had lost their jobs? Those right. people don't count it, and those people are still suffering. And hmm. what I tried to get across to that gentleman was that I'm concerned about my community, and I see I have a dream like Dr. King did that. Those people who are receiving EBT cards, welfare checks, unemployment checks, they can be empowered to take advantage of the free market. And I can envision them having driving to work, and there's this big building with their names on it, and set, and, and you know their skills are listed: electrician, plumber, uh, hairdresser. Mm-hmm. These are people that can partake of the American dream instead of depending upon this huge government, because I'm I'm a strong believer that we've got to limit this, this government's power over us, because mm-hmm. once they give us something, they expect more in, uh, on the other hand, and typically what we're giving up are our moral rights. You know, I, I just, I, I agree with every 
single inch of everything you just said. And uh, and I think we're also, I think we're missing the mark uh, in this country with, well, let me just explain it like this. Here, I think we have a, a certain people who are also suffering that everyone totally forgets about. No one really pays attention to these folks. And these are the working class individuals whom have no future, who set no future. Uh, they only work maybe a mediocre job. And maybe that's all you can find for a lot of people. That's all they can find. But that, uh, for a, a certain amount of people, that's all they care to find. And I think those people need to be empowered also because that's a number that we're not even taking uh, uh, a toll on. You know, we, we don't even okay. – that's not even paid attention to the folks who are just working a job to get by. What happens when times really get tough and the people that have to be pushed into the workforce give up? You know, we'll really be in trouble at that point. And if we don't get to the, if we don't get to the uh, a certain place where we're not depending on the government, when people are empowered for themselves, we're gonna really, really be in trouble, Charlotte. We're gonna really be in trouble. I, I, we're in trouble now, but we're really gonna see some trouble at that point. And and that's what I'm afraid of. That's gonna happen. You know. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic in that I feel that the American people are going to rise up. Mm-hmm. They're going to go out and vote their conscience, and they are going to vote to send people to Washington, D.C. that share their same values. Now, uh, your listening audience probably do not know that you and I go back quite some, some time. I mean, they don't. At large. We are a member of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. Uh-huh. I'm taking that message of empowerment to the people. This incident per- pertaining to this gentleman, and I use that word loosely, started as a result of the fact that I launched a billboard that said Dr. Martin Luther King was a Republican and so was Charlotte Bergman. And the reason behind that is this. I've been reaching out to people all around my district, shaking hands, meeting some wonderful people. But in a lot of instances, because the word Republican has... Um, gotten a bad rap Mm -hmm. because we've allowed the Republican Republican brand to be considered associated with racism, people look at me and they say, you're a Republican, aren't you? (laughs) And so I want them to know that it's okay. It's okay to be a Republican. It's okay because we are, in essence, a two-party system. And we got to choose one or the other. At the federal level, you cannot cross the line, and you cannot be an independent. And even God's Word said, I'd rather you were hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Ooh. So let's get with it. Let's get with it. Let's make a choice. Let's make a choice. We, we need to be hot or we need to be cold, but we are all responsible for what happens in this next election. And this is the most important election since 1860. Wow. So let's, we got to get it right. Do you so think, I was willing to put up with that. That. Go ahead. That, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What happened? I was willing to put up with that in order to get my message out. <laughs> that's all right, too. That that's something that a lot of people won't go through, man. You you went through the mud and through the trenches, the trenches just to get your message out, and I definitely appreciate it because it's a message that needs to be told. Um, just playing devil devil's advocate for a minute. If you were 
You know, I can't I can't even do that because I, I I would like to say if you were a Democrat and you were supportive of the president's agenda of government providing jobs and government provi- providing health care and and housing and food and and everything in the world. I mean, that's what they want to do. That's what socialists believe. There's a lot of people that look at that platform and go, hey, they're trying to do something for the people and not really understand what the big picture is. And And I mean, even intelligent people. Uh, uh, people that don't depend on the system, people that have done well for themselves. There are a lot of people that actually believe that ideology, and I don't understand how they grasp that because if if you just look at the premise of that whole thing, it doesn't empower anybody. You know, how would you empower someone by giving them things that they need and not set the playing field to the point where they have to do something for themselves to get out of that situation? See, you know, the thing about the whole system and, and this this socialism that we're facing is that, okay, yeah, it does help people. And I'm I'm sure you're familiar with that because your background and the things that you did for the homeless in Tennessee, you know, just reading from your bio, you've done some great things that a lot of people don't even realize. You know, when, the, when you were on the show, the guy was asking, what have you done for this? What have you done for that? He had no clue what your, what your, what your resume was, you know? So, I was too stressed to answer. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. I can understand that totally, you know, totally. What, what's your platform like, Ms. Bergman? What, what is your actual platform for running for office, and why did you choose to run for office? I chose to run for office um, primarily because I was interested in trying to promote better opportunities for people in my community in terms of bringing jobs to the, to the ninth Congressional District. I lost my job. I was constantly bombarded with the uh, commercials, and they stated, well, we don't have anyone in the United States that can fill these jobs, so we need to send these jobs off offshore. Well, I knew, and I would scream at my television, and I would say, no, there are plenty of people out there. There are <laughs> Americans that can do these jobs. What is this, where is this disconnect coming from? So I, as an activist, took it upon myself to start going back and forth between Washington, D.C. and Memphis Mm -hmm. to get that message out. And I did win an award in 2003 because they recognized that I was really adamant I was a pest. Uh, But I'm interested in bringing jobs to the community for those who are willing to do the hard work in order to hold on to those jobs. And and I I believe in a merit-based uh, society, and that I don't believe that you know we should provide quotas for people to hold a job. You work, you you earn the right to work on that job and make a good living. Then yes, hold on to that job and be successful and and be uh, strong in the face of providing what your family needs. I am a strong proponent of working on this job growth in our, I mean, this economic growth in our community. I supported Herman Cain's 999 plan, and I know a lot of people probably have problems with it, but when I go to Congress, I believe that the current tax structure that we have now, it really needs to be thrown out, and we need to devise another plan. I believe that a corporate tax rate of approximately 20%, a zero, a a zero um, capital gain, uh, for corporations such that when they want to hire people, when they want to purchase um, products um, and and equipment to run their businesses, why should they give their money to the government? Why can't they keep their money, place it in the business in order to help people to have jobs? I want to work for uh, those types of uh, 
uh, ideals and policies. Mm-hmm. I also believe that if there is, if corporations move to my community, we've got to have a viable workforce. Approximately 42% of our young people are dropping out of school. By the same token, those that are not dropping out of school, many of them are, are graduating, but when they are competing against young people from China, Asia, uh, and er- other places, they fall short and they have to receive remedial uh, training and education, which puts them behind. But the, our education system is not doing what it needs to do in order to provide us with the people that we need to be able to address the issues that a business owner needs. So I propose that mm-hmm. we have a market-driven competitive system for the school system such that there is choice. And that means that the parents should have a strong uh, say in terms of what is best for their children to uh, receive the education that would benefit that particular child. And I do that because uh, during the campaign trail, I would uh, participate, go to various schools, speak in various schools. I would also uh, participate in judging various contests uh, mm-hmm. based upon maybe young people. Uh, making speeches, uh, discussing the Constitution and various things like that. I always walked away and always was amazed that you had your typical young people who were homeschooled that outperformed all of the other students because they didn't have all of those distractions. Now, all children would not learn in that environment. Mm -hmm. All children would not learn in that environment. Some children need the structured environment. Some children need voucher and charter schools. I would love to see neighborhoods. Um, become strong and developed so that people can get involved in the education of the students so parents can get to the school system. But when we have a situation where we have faceless bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., trying to, to create policies that would affect everyone across this United States the same way without understanding the specific individual neighborhoods, we've got a serious problem. And our young people and their dreams are being destroyed as a result. And businesses look around, and many of the things that they take into consideration when they come to a business and to a, a community is, mm-hmm. what's the workforce going to be like? So we've got a problem there, but we can fix that. I plan to vote for uh, policies to improve my community. And that mm-hmm. was the message I wasn't able to get across to that gentleman. Well, well, let me, let me ask you this, and, and you know, speaking on the workforce and, and the policies, um, it doesn't look like our export is doing or, or has any uh, potential to do any better than it has done in the previous 16 years. But is there anything that, that we can do immediately? And, and I guess there's no wrong answer to this, but is there anything that we can do immediately uh, to impact the country once we have a new president? Uh, or just speaking on Tennessee's behalf, is there anything that you can do immediately uh, once you're nominated? I'm sorry, once you win the uh, congressional seat in Tennessee? Yes, there is a lot we can do. I was in a meeting a few weeks ago, and and whereas our current president is saying, sign the jobs deal. By the same token, he is sending ambassadors to various foreign countries, and those ambassadors are interacting with the people in those countries, and they are taking back the message. In a Chamber of Commerce meeting, the Brazilian, no, yes, the Brazilian ambassador stated, Brazil is offering you a one-year tax holiday. So bring take your business to Brazil. So we're losing all of our businesses because 
uh, we've got the high to- corporate rate. We've got um, uh, we we are not making the United States a place that is conducive to growth and profit in terms of businesses. When I go to Washington D.C., I want to work with a coalition of like-minded elected officials. Mm-hmm. to ensure that we are able to change the policies to ensure that the United States is business-friendly and friendly to profit and the free enterprise system, the free market. Uh, that is extremely important to me, and it can be done. Doesn't have to. We don't have to wait until the year 2015 or the year 2020. We can incorporate and make <laughs> these changes immediately, and we can get businesses uh, booming again, get this economic engine roaring again. That That's something that the president loves to talk about is the year 2020 and 2021 and how we're going to start seeing some effects. Um, just looking at, looking at Memphis, it, it's, it seems that Memphis has quite a large uh, homeless population. And I don't know if that comes from bad policies of the past, if that comes from maybe Vietnam veterans, if that comes from the workforce, or what may have you, but um, equivalent to that is also a high crime rate. So what's <laughs> going on in, you know, you know, I don't understand what's going on in Memphis to the point where uh, the homelessness is, is steadily gaining, the crime rate is steadily gaining, um, but elected officials are somewhat staying the same. There's not a lot of new activity going on in Memphis uh, when it comes to elected officials, but no one is screaming help. So can you paint us a picture of what, what the citizens think the fans, in Memphis and what they need and what's going on in, in the uh, leadership the spectrum? But in order to do that, I would have to um, paint a comparison, okay? Mm-hmm. When you look at Texas, which Tennessee in terms of a right-to-work to state, in terms of uh, low taxes, relative mm-hmm. low taxes, it's comparable. But Texas has a business friendly environment. They have approximately 1,500 people moving to Texas on a daily basis because their businesses are growing. We have within the ninth District of Memphis, Tennessee, a very liberal um, mayor, uh-huh. city council. We have people who, will, who are constantly raising taxes. Are co- is a constant drain on the state. One of the problems that I would like to see addressed is, first of all, the federal, instead of my assuming the role that this current congressman is assuming, whereby he goes to Washington, D.C., there, there's pork placed into various bills, he comes back, he pumps up himself, he's the daddy, and he gives money to certain people, he panders to certain people. What I would like to do is go to Washington, D.C. and take and come back with nothing. I want people to have their money in their pocket so that it, they can invest in their community and mm-hmm. stop being a drain on the whole state of Tennessee. People who are able to invest their money in the businesses, remember I spoke about um, people maybe being able to have a business with their name on it. Mm-hmm. They have the money in their pocket. They can reinvest. Now, I'll tell you this quick story. It was a young lady who had a baby, and and she decided that she was going to utilize the skills that she had. So she decided to braid hair. While she was able, while she did that, she was living in her home. 
she had clients come into her home. She did the work, and the news got out about how well she did. So she was getting she was getting more clients. She was able to take care of her baby and take care of herself. Right. Someone came along and said, "Ah, you are not abiding by quote unquote the regulations, which is killing businesses." And so they told her, they said, you've got to get a certification. You've got to become certified in order to do that work. So she stopped doing what she did, made the sacrifice, stopped getting the money, went ahead and received the certification. Once she received her certification, they came back and they said, ah, you're not zoned correctly. You're conducting a business in a residential area. Anyway, long story short, the woman ended up losing her home, sleeping in her car with her baby. Wow. Basic skills, but Uncle Sam, the government, imposes uh, regulations on us that we accept. We don't question them, but it robs the average person of being able to recognize their dreams. We've got to stop that. We've got to stop that. And then there are there's other regulations, especially in the black communities. We have the Bacon-Davis Act, and you understand the origin of yes. the Bacon-Davis Act, I'm sure. Yes, ma'am. That's Healing, that's keeping people from being able to use their basic skills to make a living, to be able to take care of their family. Does that answer your question? That that definitely answers my question, and I hope it shines some light to all the listeners out there. 619-638-8559, we're on the air with Charlotte Bergman, uh, Tennessee congressional candidate, 9th District, is that correct, Ms. Ms. Bergman? Yes, sir, Mr. Percy. The future of the ninth district right here in the Congress Congress Congresswoman. I'm sorry, let me get that right. I don't want to call you a congressman. 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 <laughs> Actually gonna come up. She's on here with KRP radio show breaking it down and shedding a little bit of information with us. Let me backtrack for a second. I just because it's February and we all know February is Black History Month. Uh how do you feel about Black History Month in general, Miss Berman? Let me just interject this, and I know this is off the subject, but this is uh, Super Bowl uh, weekend. My <laughs> cousin is is performing or was performing doing halftime with Madonna. I just want Uh-oh. to throw that out there. To What's your your you, you got a shout out? We do shout outs on this show. Uh, Stacey, Stacey McCracklin performed with her, but I didn't get a chance to see her. But they have a DVR, so I'll be able to see her <laughs> after this interview. Now, repeat your question, and I apologize. Well, shout, shout. first I want to give a B.I.G. shout-out to Stacey McCracklin, holding it down, performing with Madonna. Capitalism is alive. She's doing her thing. <laughs> and I'm I'm quite sure she did a lot of to a lot to get to that level. I'm from the entertainment yeah. industry, and I know it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. So definitely B.I.G. shout-out to her. But uh, I, my, my question was, it's just, just a conversation, but, it, you know, it's February, and it's, it's Black History Month. And I was just wondering how you felt about the whole concept of February being Black History Month and us dead up on America dedicating a month to black history. How do you feel about that, if any feelings at all? Um, I really hadn't thought about that. I would just like to say I am an American first. I'm an American, and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be black, and my history is important to me, but my history does not dictate future because I choose not to allow it. Right. And I feel if we get past uh, this segregation, then I think we can probably start looking at people for people and not looking at people based upon uh, those dif- these different uh, categories. I mm-hmm. mean, that's my personal opinion. People have a right to be proud of their heritage. I am proud of history. 
but I want equality for all. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. I like that equality for all. That that has a lot to say about your uh, your billboard and and uh, <laughs> people don't know their history. First of all, and, and I'm pretty sure this gentleman that uh, you know, forget about him. I'm pretty sure a lot of people that saw that billboard don't really understand uh, what it meant or doesn't think it's truthful. And and I will go out on a limb and say that. Let's be. Let's say fifty-fifty. I'm gonna say fifty. Fifty percent of the people who saw that billboard didn't believe it. But can you tell folks about that beautiful billboard that you have and explain I to the sure. people why you did that? Yes. Yes. You see, in 1854, the Republican Party was formed to provide freedom for all people, including blacks. And Dr. Martin Luther King looked up to Frederick Douglass, who was instrumental in starting the Republican Party. We go forward to 1963 when Dr. Martin Luther King uh, got arrested in Birmingham. He was placed in a jail. And the people who were arrested with him were released from jail. And Danny King was concerned about Martin being left in the jail simply because he could be murdered. I mean, you know, he was concerned about his son. I would have been concerned about my child also. So he <laughs> yeah. appealed to the Kennedys. He appealed to the Kennedys. And John F. Kennedy was an opportunist. And he apparently did not feel that it was something he wanted to involve himself with. And the reason he didn't was because he was a politician. In 1957, he did not vote for the Civil Rights Act. Uh, our former uh, vice president from the great state of Tennessee. His father did not vote for the 1957 uh, Civil Rights Act. But Everett Bergson pushed, as well as other Republican senators, pushed to get that act passed. And they also worked to get the um, 1960 Bill Act, 1963, uh, the 1965, which was the uh, Voting Rights Act, and the 1968, which was the Housing Act. They pushed to get those bills. We're talking Republicans here. So I go back to Dr. King. Dr. King looked at those people who were fighting for freedom and civil rights for everyone, and he determined it was not the Democrat Party who was the party of of uh, slavery, who was the party of segregation, who was the party of uh, secession, who was the party of socialism. Dr. King did not feel that this was the party that would help him, that would uh, help his people. He he supported uh, Nixon, believe it or not. Wow. So Dr. King did not support the ideology of the Democrat Party. And I'll go back to uh, 1939, when the New Deal was incorporated and, and it was signed into law. At that particular time, we only had approximately 4% of our population on welfare or receiving handouts from our government. After Dr. King died and John and the Jackson folks decided that, oh, we've got to give handouts. And if you go back, I mean, even Frederick Douglass felt that it was important that African Americans were not given handouts because it would destroy us. But no, Jesse Jack Jesse Jackson decided, oh yeah, we need handouts. So so welfare handouts increased up to approximately ten percent up until maybe the mid nineteen seventy 
war time frame when the Food Stamp Act was passed. And it, and uh, the amount of people, the number of people that was receiving it went up to over 14% until Bill Clinton signed the the uh, Welfare Reform Act. Dr. King aligned himself with Republican ideology, Republican principles. He believed that people should be able to work, to be able should be able to be independent. He mm-hmm. came to Memphis fighting for people to have the right to work, but the right to work with with um, support and 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 people to have integrity in the in the job that they do, and then to be paid a fair wage. Wow. He supported he supported Republican principles. And to top all of that off, I carry Dr. Alveda King, and I'm sure you do too, phone number in my in my cell phone. She also she also explained it. I live in Memphis and many of the gentlemen, elderly gentlemen, march with Dr. King. Uh one in particular, one of the pastors actually went to um went through theology, studied theology with Dr. King, mm-hmm. march with Dr. King. Each of these gentlemen made me aware that prior to 1963, almost all blacks were Republican. It just stands to reason that Dr. King was a Republican, but it wasn't until the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, John F. Kennedy, and Robert Kennedy, and we as black people were raised with those pictures on our mantles, and it was like a brainwashing. Yeah, the Democrats, wow. irrespective it, of how they kill us. Well, you're right because it's still I still see that very often. I mean, you you still see the pictures very often, and and a lot of people that don't know the history, and uh, you know what can you say to people who've been believing this thing all their life? You know, a, a lot of times I try to direct people towards the history, or I try to read excerpts excerpts from it. But you know, one thing about the truth is you have to seek it, and a lot of people don't seek it, and they just don't care to seek it. You know, some people are living off their own intuition and their own facts, and they don't care to get the truth. So, you know, you have quite, uh, you have quite uh, 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 something to fight. <laughs> you know, that, that's the only thing I can tell you. You got quite a way to fight. We have quite a way to fight. And uh, but I, I'm optimistic as well as you are. I think we can do Thank it. You. I think there's a there's a large job to be done. Uh, a great job to be done because not only do we have to win uh, in the polls, not only do we have to win in the political sector, but we have to win in the hearts and minds and the souls of people. And, uh, you know, that's somewhere where there's a disconnect, I believe. Um, We have to actually get out there in the street. And I think Republicans have to actually have to get out there in the streets and start shaking hands and inviting people and picking folks up because it just hasn't been done in the past. You know, I've had a guy tell me, uh, a young man told me that uh, he said, "Well, yeah, I understand how bad the Democrats were for blacks." He said, "But where were the Republicans if they were our, they were exactly. our safeguard?" And I have no exactly. response for that. But you're right, you know. Well, I can't account for all Republicans. I have to. I'm responsible for what I do. But That's let right. me just throw out before uh, we terminate this conversation that if you go to my website, CharlotteBerkman.com, mm-hmm. I've got some information on my website. Uh, to help people to read about uh, a little bit about our history. And, yes, our history doesn't have to dictate our future, but it helps us to get an idea of where we come from so that we can see where we need to go. Absolutely. I love okay. it. And, and, and What's your website again? Could you give your website address? CharlotteBergmine.com. 
charlottebergman.com. There it is. You guys also see it on the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash KIRP Radio Show. There's several links on there, man. Make sure you check it out. You will definitely see Charlotte's address. All the information that we have. Can we get that up now? Cool. All the information that we have on Charlotte, it will be on there for you guys for your viewing pleasure. So you can contact her, send her an email, make a comment, make a donation. How can we make some donations? Make a donation. How can we make uh, you donation? Can go to my, you, can, you can go to my website, and I have three different ways of uh, allowing you to contribute. Just go to charlottebergman.com forward slash donate.html. But let me just share this with you, and, and we have not discussed that, gentlemen. I have I received a phone call from a gentleman, the first guy that interviewed me, and he said, thank you. Thank you for giving us a Rosa Parks moment. Mm. Thank you. And I never realized the profoundness of his statement until shortly afterwards. Wow. I, I, I have to say it was powerful because the, the words that I thought was, you know, what would Jesus do? You know how everybody was wearing those banners and those things around their wrist. And now you see them on the license tags and bumper stickers and, you know, they're just everywhere. And, uh, you know, as, as a Christ-like individual, I mean, straight up serious, as as serious as I can get, when you get in a moment like that, you have to ask yourself, what would Christ had done at that moment? And no one really knows Charlotte, but I can tell you what you did was definitely Christ-like. I can definitely say that, and and I commend you for it. I've said it several times in private conversations and public conversations. I've felt a certain way about it. I've reached out to the man, and I guess he don't want to deal with me, but um, I don't know, Charlotte. I I, just, I commend you for it, man, and I and I think that I think that that was absolutely a, a moment in in history, um, at least for us that's involved in politics or or that's involved in. Um, what's happening in the world today. I think it was definitely a moment that stood still, and, and you actually shine through that, and, and I hope more folks are paying attention and are coming around and listening to what you have to say because the person you are is the reason you reacted like that, and that same person is running for the ninth Congressional District in Tennessee, and that's the person that Memphis and all these other great cities in Tennessee, Nashville included, this is the person that we need to vote for. Thank you. Thank you. And um, the way I reacted, I wasn't there. I wasn't in myself. I wasn't controlled of my emotion. It was God within me, and I just thank him for choosing me. I'm honored to be chosen by him. I definitely thank God for choosing you, too. Charlotte, you got any shout-outs? We do shout-outs on this show, so you got to give a shout-out to somebody. You gave a shout-out to um, Stacy just a while ago, Stacey McCracklin. Shout-out to Stacy again for uh, doing her thing with Madonna. She was on the stage, and she was rocking, and she was rocking. I know she was doing her thing, so shout-out to her, man. But um, any shout-outs out there, you got to give a shout-out to your team. I know you got a lot of people on your team over there, and uh, it's your time to show them some love if you can. I have a wonderful team. And they just really help me even when I'm not uh, the best that I could can be. So I want to give a shout-out to King Bergman. I want to give a shout-out to my 12 grandchildren. And I guess I can give a shout-out to my children because, you know, if it was had been up to me, I would have skipped the children and gone directly <laughs> to the grandchildren. But I love my children. I do. But I love my grandchildren even more. And I want to give a shout-out to our great, great United States of America, because this is a place. This is a place worth fighting for. This is the best place on this in this world, and I'm so grateful to be able to live here. Thank you for giving me a chance to give a shout out. 
Well, always, you know, we got to give folks a shout out. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll have you back. Um, I don't know when we'll get together. We'll have you back sometimes a little later in the year, right before the vote. So we can remind the people, Hey, this is who we need on our team. This is who we need to vote for. So just be looking for the invite. Okay, and please send those donations. Just forfeit your cup, your week's worth of Starbucks coffee and send me some money so that I can get the message out because there are people that need to hear the message, and we can turn this country around by the message that I'm able to share with people. Thank you, and God bless you. You got it. God bless you too, Charlotte. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, folks, 9.12 p.m. Super Bowl Sunday. We were just on the air with Charlotte Bergman holding it down, Tennessee Congressional District 9th. Tennessee Congressional District, and she will win, folks. You know, we got to get out there and vote for her. Send her a little bit of bread, man. You know, a couple dollars, two, five, ten, twenty, two thousand, twenty thousand, whatever you got, you know, we'll take it because we need to get behind these folks so they will win and they can represent us the way we want to be represented. It makes no sense us talking about it, always talking about the representatives aren't doing what we want them to do. So let's put some money behind and let's put our mouth behind and our attitude and our love and support behind people that will do and that believe that way we believe. Like I always say, vote with your heart. We'll be right back after this commercial. Charlotte Bergmine, make sure you show some love. Look for her on Facebook. If you're looking for KRP, hit us up on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash KRP radio show. Also, hip hop conservative blog. We're all over the place, man. Twitter at symbol KRP radio show. The number is 619 638 859. We'll be right back in the flash. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two. Two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Remember, sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every one hundred ten children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. Eastside on my arm, 
stripes on my sneakers. And even if they slip us, they better be Adidas. Scientific tests prove when you drink Dr. Pepper slow, the 23 flavors taste even better. For me, slow always produces a hit. Slower is better. Trust me. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock. For the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the life ever. K-I-R-P Radio! Back to the KIRP radio show. We're gonna make it, baby. You know, you know, y'all, y'all know what that track comes from. We're gonna make it. Um, we were just on the air with Charlotte Bergmine, Tennessee Congressional, ninth Tennessee Congressional District for candidate for Congress. That's right, she's running for Congress. Um, Charlotte has some beautiful things to say, man. She had a lot of things to say. She explained herself. Uh, very well, if if I might add, and I think that uh, a lot of people out there should be paying attention to what's going on, and uh, should follow Charlotte Bergmine. So make sure you hit her up, man. CharlotteBergmine.com. That's her website, and she's got some information out there for everybody who needs to know a little bit more about Charlotte. Who wants to give her a couple dollars? I don't know. You know, you guys help out the best way you can. I know everybody might be hurt a little bit, but you know, if you don't drink coffee for a week or something, you know, you could give up. 
you know, what's what's coffee? Four bucks. So maybe you can give up, you know, four bucks a day, four times seven, twenty eight bucks. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, do something, you know, give give her some kind of bread. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's, you know, we got to do what we can do. Uh, help help out the best way we can help out. I don't know. What what'd you say? I said what? Oh, I can't read now. I'm sorry. I'm trying to understand what my producer said. And uh, he's trying to tell me I made an error somewhere, but I don't know what he's talking about. I said seven times four is 28. Is that not right? Anyway, I, I think I'm right. Anyway, shout out to everybody out there listening to the KRP radio show, man. All the listeners on Twitter, all the listeners out there showing some love, all the listeners out there worldwide, and all the colleges out there who showing us some love. We're getting a lot of love from the colleges out there, man. We got Hampton, we got Duke, we got Carolina. We got a lot of love out there from a lot of people. And, uh, you know, people are really coming through. We are now over 230 officially now, okay? I've checked, and I'm not just throwing the number out there at random because, you know, last week, the last time I checked, it was 224, 223 and some change, almost 224. So I was saying in between. So now I can give you some specifics. We're now over 230,000 listeners out there, over 1.2, 1.5, you know, somewhere in that area of contributors. That means people that have either logged on to the website, has uh, interacted with the website in some form of view, checked the website out, has been on there, you know, longer than three minutes. I appreciate all the contributors out there. And uh, that's a big number, man. We're worldwide. There's people out there all over the globe showing us some love. And that's B.I.G. Uh, for you guys who don't know, uh, Charlotte Bergman actually went through something that that was absolutely horrific with this guy, uh, Thaddeus Matthews. And, and, I, and I hate to throw his name out there, but you guys got to see uh, what actually happened, you know, with with Miss Bergman, uh, congressional candidate. This man absolutely uh, disrespected her. And uh, it, it was, you know, you can't even explain what really happened. You know, you can't even explain what she actually went through uh, to bring in the perspective that I, I just, it makes me tongue-tied, tongue tongue excuse me, tongue-tied, because I can't even give you a, a full understanding of uh, what this lady went through and, and you know, just the meaning of it all because there was no legitimacy behind it. You know, this guy totally, totally disrespected, totally attacked this lady, didn't have any, uh, you know, I, I don't think he had any, any intentions on allowing her to come on the show to say anything that was beneficial at all. I think his whole, I think his whole intent for bringing her on the show was to disrespect her, say something crazy, reckless, and uh, I guess what you know what we call get your shine on. I think that was his whole premise of even having her on the show. I don't think he had any intent for her coming on the show and actually explaining her positions and uh, explaining where she was coming from and why she was running for uh, Congress. I, I really don't believe that. So, you know... I look at that and, and I wonder, you know, is this where politics is now? Is this where we're at now? Are, are we at the point where you can't even uh, you can't even be respected to the point to do an interview? You know, that is that is that how we're going to start silencing the people that we don't agree with? Is that what's going to happen when when someone comes along and you don't agree with them? Is that how we're going to start setting people up to the point where we get them on the show and embarrass them and or try to embarrass them in hopes that they'll be silent or they won't speak from their position anymore because I got news for you, man. People like Charlotte Bergman aren't going to quit. They're not going to stop. And, and here's another news flash. If you hadn't noticed, she didn't attack back. 
she didn't she didn't desire to attack that gentleman back and she had every right to but she didn't desire to attack him back or disrespect him at all she went with the flow she stayed with her positions and she tried her best to explain what uh what she felt was right and you know even if he didn't give her a chance to she attempted to do that and when she left that interview she got up and she said listen I'm going to end this interview early because you're not allowing me to speak and you're not allowing me to say anything. And that's the whole reason for bringing someone on a radio show, I might add. You bring people on the show so they can explain their position, so they can express their views, and, and they can either gain or lose supporters. You know, you, you have questions for them, you ask them questions, and you let them take the time and explain where they're coming from. And this gentleman did not do that. So, you know, people like Charlotte are very rare because if that was me on that show, I... You know, like I say now, you know, we, we you know, like I said, we we look at this thing and we say, what would Jesus do? I, I know I do. I look at it and say, what would Jesus do? But uh, if he attacked me like that on the show, I can't promise y'all that you wouldn't be reading the headlines saying Pudgy went to jail. Conservative talk show host, host former uh, rapper, <laughs> uh, producer, uh, songwriter, Pudgy Miller. AKA P real goes to jail for striking or assaulting a radio show host because it ain't bigger than me to punch somebody in the face that actually disrespect my mama like that. That's my mama. I'm going to that radio station, man. It is what it is. If that's my wife, I'm going to that radio station. It is what it is. If it's me, I don't know. I don't know how I would react if it was me, but I'm, I'm, I'm the protector. Like, I, I think I should protect my wife and my kids and my mom and pops and, and everybody. I, I feel like I'm the protector. So, you know, if, if the guy would have disrespected me like that, I I don't know how I would have confronted him. It wouldn't have been nicely. I know I would have definitely got back at him the same way he was getting at me. You would have saw, you know, in that video, uh, a, a mad black man. Because I would have been yelling and screaming and hooping and hollering just like him. And it would end up being a shouting match. And the outcome is what the outcome is. Who knows? Who cares? But... If it would have been my mom or my wife or, you know, an, an, another woman in my life that I care deeply about, I can't promise how I would have reacted. And there's a lot of people out there that are saying the same thing. So I also, I, I, my, the big question is, is this what politics have come to? Is it all about trickery? It is all about making a mockery of someone. Uh, why can't we express the facts? You know what I mean? Why Why can't politics... Uh, get to the point where we can express the facts and we can deal with what's really going on within an intelligent conversation or in an intelligent interview and, and start getting the facts from asking questions. Because clearly, if, if this is what politics has come to, there's a lot of people who don't want to be involved with it. People just don't want to deal with it. Um, 9.26 p.m., man, you rocking with the KRP Radio Show www.krpradioshow.com 619-638-8559 is the number. Find us on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash show We are also on Twitter at symbol NC Pudgy. That's my personal at symbol K-I-R-P radio show. That's the show. Make sure you hit us up. Leave us a shout out. Give a shout out to a family member or something like that. Do what you can do. You can even root for your favorite uh Football team, if it's Super Bowl Sunday, so you can root for your favorite football team. Also, we're on iTunes, and the iTunes are blowing up. It's iTunes.com. Make sure you go on there. If you if you have Apple iTunes, just go to Podcast, search, and then enter KIRP, or you can enter KIRP Radio Show or 
Pudgy Radio Show or whatever you want, but because it's going to search it, but you really want to enter KIRP Radio Show, three words, and it's going to pull the show up. You'll have the ability to get all the past shows. That's the good feature about the iTunes. And shout out to iTunes out there. Uh, when we signed up for that, that was a B.I.G. move. But uh, you have the ability to go back and, and check all the archives of shows and check all the old shows. Now I'm starting to get email from people that's talking about shows that were two years ago. I mean, I'm sorry, over a year ago. People are emailing me and asking me, what did you mean by that comment? And I'm like, man, I don't know what I meant by that comment at that time. You know what I mean? It was it, Who knows what I was thinking at that given time? But, uh, you know, one thing about this show and, and when I express myself, it's always coming from the heart. You know, it, it's not generic. I'm not saying this to uh, approve of the Republican audience or the Democratic audience or the independent audience. I am who I am. And that's just what it is. I believe what I believe. My political views are center right, right, right. They're definitely not and never will be center left. Um, I believe that all people should be independents, and that's just me. I think that independent, if, if, if we all make a strong movement, all working class people should definitely be independent because we should be able to seek out whatever candidate from either side of the fence and then support that candidate fully as, as to the full extent of our ability, support that candidate and get that candidate elected. I think that's where we should go politically speaking. Um, I'm not a liberal, but I also feel like some people should be given a helping hand. That's why we do food drives. And shout out to my sis, Contessa Woods, my brother, Rashad Woods, and, and the crew over there. I love being a black father. That's also an organization that I started, getting major, major help with the Woods family. My man, Rashad, who's an uh, executive officer over there, doing big things for that organization, man. And we have more events coming up. Also, shout out to the Rashad, I'm sorry, uh, Ronnie Buer, from the Chicago Bulls who supports that organization's um, Big Tigger. And uh, there's a few more of the celebrities who support that organization, man. And we're just waiting to do the right and proper event. And, uh, you know, we're going to go forward with it. We're going to keep moving with it. But, you know, these are the things, these these views that I express on this show are 1,000% me. They're not generic. So, you know, don't be surprised on what I might say. Whether you like it or not, it is what it is. And uh, one thing about me, I'm consistent. So that's the KRP Radio Show. That's what we do, man. Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Right now, New England, Tom Brady, New England Patriots, they have the ball. And at midfield, but they're marching. New England 17, New York Giants 15. Is that right? Score right? 15, 17, uh, New England. And they, and they have the ball with a little over four minutes to go in the game. So I want everybody to enjoy the Super Bowl. We are out of here, folks. Early evening for us, man. We're out of here. And I appreciate you guys rocking with us. We'll be back next Sunday. Another beautiful show, guys. Check the updates on the Facebook. New website coming. Make sure you check it out on KIRPRadioshow.com. Listen to the archives. For you guys who just logged in, in, little, in a little over two hours, um, the archives will be available for you guys if you miss Miss Bergman, and I want you to check her out. And, uh, you know, just keep supporting the show, man. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. Don't forget, next week, same time, same place, full show. Won't be cut short because of the Super Bowl. All my producers will be in the building. Everybody will be here. We will have guests. We will be making it live and ready, and we'll also be live in L.A. Shout out to the L.A. team, WMMG, 530 through 1600 in L.A. Every Wednesday night, delayed broadcast, and Washington, D.C., same thing, 530 through 1600 a.m. on your radio dial. Every Wednesday night, you'll be able to check us out on there. We're out of here, folks. Early Sunday for us. I appreciate you guys for rocking with the KRP radio show. Next Sunday, we'll be back. Don't forget... 
tweet, man. Make sure when you tweet to use that, you know, that pound symbol, K-I-R-P, pound symbol, or hashtag, I guess they call it. They call it hashtag, right? Hashtag K-I-R-P, hashtag K-I-R-P radio show. Rock with us, baby. This is how we do it. Don't forget Super Bowl, New England Patriots 17, the Giants 15. I'm getting ready to go dig into some food. Thanks for rocking with the K-I-R-P radio show. As always, God is love is God. Don't forget it. Quote it. You heard it from me, your boy P. One love. Do with this time I go for mine I get to shine Now throw your hands 